Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguilas Talk edition of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping everything that has been going on in the world of Coapa in regards to the ladies. We're going to be uh, recapping that game against Leon. We're going to be talking about this upcoming match against Santos and plenty and plenty more stuff along the way. But as always, let me introduce today's co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are we? I'm doing good. Thank you, Ivan. How about you? Well, it's Thursday, almost Friday. Can't uh, can't complain. Can't complain at all. But uh, today, AJ, we're not alone. We're invite. Uh, we're joined by a very special guest. It is uh, someone from the Liga Mekis English and feminine community, and someone who is very vast in the knowledge of both of those leagues. It is none other than Mr. Eugene Rapinski. I hope I got your last name right, Eugene. But thank yeah. you for coming on the show. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Great to have you on. We know that you're quite the advocate of uh, Liga Mekis Femenil and you're always, you know, up to date. I saw you tweeting a little bit earlier today about the whole Tigres and Chivas matchup. So I know you're very attentive and very well aware of what's going on in the league. It was hard watching uh, one on, on TV and one on my phone, but I, I managed to pull it off. Uh, and we'll see how much I got out of both of them when I try and do the recap later. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, that's dedication right there. Dedication right there to the fullest. So I think, AJ, we got the right man to come on to talk and preview this upcoming match. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Happy to have Eugene along the way. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's kick things off with uh, the game that just happened not so long ago. America Family traveled to Guanajuato and came away with all three points, AJ. Whilst we didn't get the clean sheet that we wanted, we definitely ended up walking away with three points that are very, very well appreciated. How did you see the ladies in that game? Again, wasn't the well most well-rounded matchup, but at the end of the day, got all three points. So it's coming to a thing where it's starting to become like a tale of two halves kind of thing. So like in the very first half, we had a Celine Val- we had um to start things off Celine Valera in the eighth minute with a header coming from uh, Veronica Perez, wonderful pass by her. And in the twenty fifth minute, we had a Marlene Campa goal that was due to um Leon Feminine captain Claudia Sig commencing a really huge error in which Marlene Campa made the most out of it to then score uh, her very first goal in this season which I'm happy to see that she scored a goal but then the second half it seemed like things kind of dialed down for a bit at that point it just seemed like it's one of those like you know when you're up 2-0 or 3-0 wherever the scoring could be at halftime it seems like knowing how America Feminine is it feels like they were just like maybe just to how should I say maybe relax in the meantime in the 81st minute an own goal did happen Lucero Cuevas Cuevas tried to make a cross into the box in which JD tries to save she almost got her hand right in the ball but since she was like a bit like too far out of the position I usually want her to be in as a goalie and then it resulted in Monica Rodriguez sticking her foot right out and then making an own goal happen but from there on at that point we did nothing else really happened after that own goal scored by Monica Rodriguez. A two-one victory. It wasn't the greatest of victories to say in the least, but it's just, well, three points is three points, and I just really can't complain much about that. 
this was always going to be a difficult matchup for the ladies, I thought, because like we mentioned, AJ, coming into this one, Leon seemed a little bit of a dark horse in this league. So you knew that their home field advantage at least was going to play some factor to this. Um, I don't know if it actually played to the way we thought it was going to, but I mean, like you mentioned, at the end of the day, the ladies end up getting all three points. Eugene, I'm curious, uh, did you watch that game? Do, do you have a little bit of notes for us? Uh, I don't really know if you if you were able to catch the game or if you have any thoughts in regards to the match. I wasn't able to catch much of it, um, mostly just some highlights. Um, I will say this, Leon is a team that's really kind of up and coming, uh, which is good to see. Um, so, you know, whereas America may have gone in and beaten them five to nothing, you know, a couple seasons ago, um, they, they, they held it relatively close. Um, and, uh, you know, it was unfortunate for the own goal. Um, you know, I thought that America was extremely unlucky for that. Um, but it, it's good to see that the, the quality of play has come up and, and America just, you know, they keep getting better. Uh, it's, it's good to see that. I think you're right that the tails do have kind of, uh, thing with them. Um, they have a tendency to let teams back in. I mean, they really seem to be in control of the match from what I could tell in, in the first half. So yeah, if they can get that, uh, squared away, uh, you know, they'll be extremely dangerous, but Hey, uh, they're they're five zero and zero right now, so you can't complain too much. Yeah, and and, and kind of like what I was telling AJ, I think at this point we're really being nitpicky in regards to this. I mean, if you know, if it wasn't America, I don't think we would be. But I think, uh, you know, you're playing at the at the team that you're playing, the club, you know, the institution, what it represents. The bar is always set so high, and so I think coming into that. We know what is expected of these ladies. And even you can even go back and listen to our episode where we criticize that 6-1 victory that they had over Nakaksa and saying, you know what, it should have been more. It should have been with a clean sheet. And I think that's always going to be the case with America, right? It's always going to be the case. But like you mentioned, Eugene, 5-0 really can't bash these girls for anything, really, because they've been doing the job that most of us would have expected them to do. And they've been doing it just perfectly. Sure. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure their, their coach would echo the sentiment that, you know, nobody's perfect. You never play a perfect game. Um, so that's why uh, you, know, you guys do what you do. And um, <laughs> as you said, nitpick a little bit. But I mean, hey, that's 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 part of it. You know, uh, they're they're always improving. And um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're one of the most fun teams to watch in the league right now. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, that's the great thing about it, too. And then, AJ, you know, we're missing a key piece in our midfield with Jen out for what? Now that's her third consecutive game that she's missed. So, And the team has mm-hmm. still looked as impressive as they have. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it, it only brings us a little bit of joy to, to know that we still have Jen coming into this side. And hopefully we'll make this team just look even that much more better. But going back to this Leon game, you're right. AJ, it is a tale of two halves, and it, again, it's been the same narrative for, for quite some time with these ladies in, in regards to this Guardianes 2020 season, but I don't know. I, I felt a little bit more content about this game rather than maybe other games in which we haven't looked our best at home, per se. Um, I don't know. I just I, I felt always, you know, these away games are always going to be a little bit more difficult, and, you know, the ladies did their their part, and I think they they got the job done. Defensively, I think we looked pretty solid. Um, at, you know, there wasn't really a lapse of concentration like we had in, in prior games that cost us a goal, and this one I think was a little bit more of an accident more than anything. I think when you get a ball that close in and as a defender, you always run the risk of, you know, 
putting it in the back of the net, which unfortunately is what happened with America. But, you know, other times that ball is cleared and we don't even sit here and even talk about that play because it just kind of blends in with the background. I think you're actually right about that. It's like for the most part, like America in the first and second half, they were on top of the game. Like Leon had 11 shots in that game with seven of them being on tar, but JD does her very best to block every single shot or save, which is really good. As you mentioned, that own goal, it's bound to happen at some point because what I thought looking into that own goal was like, oh, JD actually had a touch on the ball. Like she dived in like at the right time. She was just like a hair of a second too late. And then Monica had to stick her foot out like an incorrect position where it's like as if a player was going to give like a one-two pass and you just finish it with the side of your foot. So that's exactly what happened. I think Monica was trying to actually clear it out. But then when she realized like where her foot was positioned at, especially seeing her reaction to Vera and she's kind of like, I messed that one up. But then like, it's a thing where it's like none of the defense really got mad or anything or Jace is just like, okay, that's fine. It's like, no worries. Like even her teammates, the teammates comforted Monica. It was like, that's fine. No worries. Like, there was not much we can do right there considering that she was the only one that was trying to get the ball out. But no, like overall, like America, we had then our seven shots and before them being on target, we were getting a lot of shots in. It, we definitely couldn't maybe add another goal or two in there with Daniela Espinosa because she did get a penalty called around the 50th minute mark or so, but she happens to hit the post. So then there was that, th- then it could have been 3-1 right there. But just like all, like you said, Evan, like, we were like just nipping at the little things with America Fanny, but all they were doing their job at the very end. Like the player with the squad that we have, it's like we're doing our very best. Just like we're it's so far, we're gonna be heading into our sixth game of the season so far. It's like there's always still room for improvement. Like we can't just be instantly just like, you know, like saying all oh, because we let one goal in, like in a Nakaka game, like a six, it's like, no, it's a bad game. It was a great game to watch for for the feminine overall. It's just like just small little defensive errors like that. Well, I feel like it can it can happen at any time. But I just hope like it's one of those instances where it's like I really hope this does not bite us later on in the playoffs where we happen to see one of those small little defensive errors happen and it's just like okay. I think the word that I'm taking away from what you were saying is room for improvement. I think you you know you like you mentioned six games coming into this. I think America Feminine little by little have shown improvements. And I mean, if you look at the track record that's following these past couple of games, you look at okay, these results look really well on paper. You know, they must be playing really well. Granted, they have moments in which they do, but like we mentioned, room for improvement. So I think once we get to like Coronada 15, 16, you finally have a well-rounded America Feminine side that has one uh set formation that they're going to use whether it's going to be the 442 or the 433 that they have a you know set start in 11 you know where you hopefully all, all your players are healthy and ready to go and then uh finally a, a style a tactic uh you know a form to play at I, I, we're seeing sometimes that you know they like to be very possessive on the ball sometimes they're playing long ball uh you know sometimes they they're defending try to get on the counter you know it's, it's trying to find and figure out that identity what works well f- for these players and what's going to work well against you know certain rivals so it is it is promising to see kind of how things are, are going for America. But like you mentioned, um, Danny, so close to getting that uh, 50th goal and breaking that record for America Feminine. That would have been really, really exciting. And Eugene, just something I talked to AJ about on the podcast. It was like, what a way to score that goal if you end up do scoring it uh, in front of uh, in front of your ex-teammate who once wore that kind of crown as being the all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always... Um... You know, 
players kind of have those those little rivalries, um, friendly rivalries, but rivalries nonetheless. And you know, being able to to one up uh, a, a friend or a teammate is always uh, always good. Yeah, I think you know internal competition always brings the best out of people. So, and I think that's why we're seeing such a great America from the inside. Is I think there is so much internal competition that anyone really can, you know, that starting spot is really up for grabs if anyone slips up or makes a mistake. So, but overall, it was a good game. Um, really fun to watch because you know, I feel like the ladies are finally starting to gel a little bit more and more. As the days go by, especially that defense is exactly what I'm looking at every single game. Um, I mean, any player that stood out to you, AJ, that you kind of want to, you know, give a little bit of a shout out to? I really want to say on the players that they did get mentioned on the best 11 of the um, uh, of the Hornada for week five. But I want to say Jimena Rios, Celine Valera and Veronica Perez, like Veronica Perez. Like, despite her age as being, like, in the early 30s, she's just proving to just be a really well-rounded midfielder. She's played occasionally on the center uh, midfielder role or the center defensive midfielder role, and she's just always looking for a teammate to pass, no matter where that teammate is at. She's like, I'm going to either go for a lob, a through ball, a short pass, long pass, and it seems that the ball happens to always at least get to the target she's looking for. Jimena Rios, it's, she's one of those left-backs she does go up occasionally if Montserrat Hernandez is all the way up front. She's like, you know what? I'm going to go up there too. She does happen to do a lot of passes at that at the left-hand side of the field. And Salim Valera, she's, I feel like she's really a defensive brick wall. It seems like compared to how Justin Royal plays, where it feels like she's that kind of defender that, that is great at defending, but she also likes to participate in whatever's going on, where she'll at times go out of her position, just be like, I'm going to go up in the midfield with my teammates, see if I can get, if I can help out while Salim Valera just stays back. She happens to already has two goals so far into this season. So it could show that, that a defender can score, which is nice. It's kind of reminds me of Estefania Fuentes in a way, but seeing how Salim Valera plays, she's just really defensive. She'll go up maybe once in a while, but all in all, it's like when she does that pass, she just stays put alongside with Monica Rodriguez just to make sure that there's like not that much gap being left behind. So I just really want to give those, Shouts to those three players. Just all in all, they played a really um great game against um Leon Feminine. Yeah, and I mean credit to them. You know, the reason why they made that you know starting eleven for the league in regards to that jornada. So hopefully they can continue that good run of form, and hopefully uh, the America Feminine side can keep doing what they're doing, and like you mentioned, improve along the way. Um, but I mean that's pretty much it in regards to that game. Three very good important points away on the road. We know that these road games are never easy, especially um. You know, because these ladies definitely have to take the bus throughout most of the time. Sometimes, you know, they'll take the plane. But the Guanajuato trip, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's like a two, maybe three hour drive. I'm not too sure. Um, I'd have to Google map it. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to see that the ladies are off to the start that, that we predicted. And we won it too. I know, AJ, you've, you have them written down for uh, for the Invincible run. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Everything. but. Uh, yeah, excited to see where these ladies can keep on going. And they have a tough one coming up. You know, they have Santos Femenil, which I don't think is going to be an easy walk, uh, a walk in the park for these ladies. They're definitely going to have to earn it. So we'll have to see. Hey, um, Eugene will give us a little bit more info on that in the upcoming minutes. But uh, let's move on into an, the our following segment, AJ. And uh, any updates, any news, anything in regards to the world of Coapa in for these ladies in this past week? So 
I remember last week, America Femini were doing their um, COVID test where they then say that three play, that three people of the um, team happened to get positives. So they did their COVID testing once more, and it turns out that the one player, um, Jennifer Munoz, she actually has COVID-19, though they did say she's asymptomatic, which is good, knowing um, showing no signs of any kind of symptoms from COVID. The isolation period for her is about to end, but they're going to keep a close eye on her and making sure that everyone, including like uh, making sure that her safety and with every other um, person in the club is um, following their protocols, that all is um, well. Now, this is an interesting thing. And, and, and when the news broke, and I think we spoke about this on the side, AJ, it was like, I'm not surprised that her name was the one that was revealed. Um, I think it, it makes you question now. It, about this injury that was being told to the media that she had a torn leg muscle. Now, now I'm kind of curious if it was just all kind of a ruse to not come out and say that, you know, Oh, Jen Munoz tested positive. It's just, I never truly understand like, well, like how, like why is communication such an issue? Not just for America Femini, but I think in the Liga MX Femini as a whole, it just seems like the news. Sometimes you have to dig in deeper because you sometimes won't get the official word out from like press live press conferences from the team or news on Twitter, Instagram. So you have to like look at the reporters or the journalists are looking more deep into to figure out just like, like an example right now is like Diana Casas. They have not said a word to like, is she injured? Is she fine? We clearly see her training with the team, but she never seems to get called up to the bench at all to just play with the team. So it's one of those things where it's like, can they not say anything? It's like, how is, how is the injury process like going for her? How's the rehab? Is she's going to be playing anytime soon? Then there's a the thing with Ana Lozada. Apparently what they're saying that she was injured or just out of rotation, but then we see her in the um, photo for the official 2024 for America Femini. She's present right there, and then we don't see Jennifer Munoz. And I see that how some people are just confusing, where's Jen Munoz? It seems like people are not really getting up to date with all the news that are like regarding what the America Femini is. It's just like, it's an issue where I feel like they try to say something else to cover what is truly happening with the play, which is why I get so many fans either confused not being up to date with the team or just flat out really frustrated to just like, just say the truth. Like it's better to say the truth than um, to lie. Yeah. I mean, Eugene, what's your take on this? I mean, you're obviously an avid, uh, you know, Liga Mekis Feminine follower. You, you know how this league operates and works. Um, you know, especially with a player with the caliber of like Jen Munoz. And I was telling these guys like, you know, if she was injured, you would imagine that she would be at in training camp that, you know, something, a picture of her at training would have came out. But for a good extent, like almost two weeks now, you see that there was no even mention of uh, Jen Munoz on, on America Family's Twitter or Facebook or wherever they post. So, I mean, w- what's your take on all, all this whole COVID stuff with, with, uh, with the players and the safety and all and everything, really? Well, it's, it's tough. I mean... Uh, you, you have to balance the concerns of the player. Um, they may not want to, uh, you know, kind of come out and say that they have COVID. Um, you also have to balance the concerns of their roommates. So, I mean, uh, there's pictures of Jen and uh, Jocelyn and um, oh, who was the third? Jenna. Jenna. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Um, that are roommates. So, you know, if you know Jen comes positive with COVID, your thoughts immediately go to. Well, what about Janae? What about Jocelyn? Right, and and that's kind of not fair to them, right? Because everybody yeah. on the team should be tested. Everybody 
um, you know, just because you're in close proximity with somebody who has COVID or has been exposed to it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you, you have to track it. Um, so there's, a, there's a kind of a lot going on there. It's not a balancing act. I would want to try and strike for sure. Um, something else to remember is that multiple things can be true at the same time. So it's possible Jen Munoz could have uh, torn a leg muscle and have come down with COVID at the same time. Um, it'd be awful. But yeah, I mean, that would be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's certainly it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility either. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, you, you always have to kind of weigh those those things together. And, and uh, you know, I think with, with sports, especially modern sports, you almost never get the full story with yeah. with injuries and things like that. You know, so um, we, we may never know. Uh, I, I think regardless, uh, you know, we hope. And, and all the other players are, are safe and, and get healthy and stay healthy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think, you know, the well-being of the player is really what has, has to matter in, this, in these situations. For sure. So, um, but yeah, a, a really good update, AJ. Yeah, Jen obviously was officially uh, put on there that she was the one player, asymptomatic, which I think is, is the good thing. Um, not, not that any of this is good by any means necessary, but the fact that you know she's asymptomatic, that's 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 a positive sign in regards to that. And you mentioned her isolation period's almost over. Now the question is, if we're coming back into the realm of what Eugene was saying, is she still injured? I mean, obviously she hasn't been training for that set amount of time. So how much longer is that going to deteriorate from her being back on the pitch and getting herself back into rhythm? Um, so, I mean, a lot of questions still revolving around Jen Munoz. And I think we will maybe get some answers tomorrow uh, at the end of the game when Leo Cuellar, I'm sure, is going to be asked about this. So, we'll have to wait and see. But um, now that we're on the whole Jen Munoz topic, uh, Eugene, I, I do want to address something that happened last week, almost a week ago to this day, uh, in regards to what has been going on kind of with this Liga Mekis Feminine and how some of these athletes are sometimes not treated as the professionals that they are. And I, I just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit as to how you saw the whole Jen Munoz situation with, uh, you know, this uh, reporter or magazine or whatever it was that came out and, you know, put out that tabloid and, you know, called her, you know, eyeglass and swag and all that stuff, which again was improper, very, very inappropriate. Um, and, and how do you think Jen Munoz dealt with the situation? And then, you know, why, why do these things continue to happen to these players? Oh, I wish I knew the answer to that. Um, you know, it's, it's 2020. I don't know. I don't understand why um, people in sports media feel like they have to have the ability to kind of objectify um, players uh, like that. Um, I, I, you know, I think Jen handled it great. I think kind of pushing back and saying, hey, this is wrong was, was you know, um, a great response. Um, you know, but I, I, I really, I don't understand why this sort of thing uh, kind of keeps happening. Uh, aside from the fact that maybe there isn't enough uh, representation for, for women in journalism um, who would, you know, if a colleague said something like that, would just look at them and like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I mean, but aside from that, you know, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't understand it I don't understand why uh, that that person thought it was okay to say those things, especially in that context. And um, 
I, I can't yeah, you, you imagine that the amount of time all of this went through, like someone had to approve this and give the okay. Like, a lot and of people had to see that and approve it and, and give it the okay and, and think that that was just a perfectly acceptable thing to say. And I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I wish I had, a, I wish I had a good answer. Yeah, no, and I, and I think that's how most of us feel. Like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're left in this awe of like, why, like, like, you know, there's, there's got to be some sort of professionalism in you if you're going to be working in journalism. And the fact that you don't and you, you completely cross the line and you disrespect someone's boundaries and to go and publicize something like that, I think it's just, um, I mean, I, I could say a lot of words about it, but I don't, I don't think we're, we're a very PG rated show sometimes. So I don't want to taint it with, uh, with saying things like that. But I, 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 I do feel like it's a very frustrating thing. Although the one thing that does come out of this is um, a unity across the league for for players in this situation, um, and I think that is something that we should really applaud. You know, these ladies. You saw people from you know every team. We saw people from Chivas Femenino, obviously her own teammates. Uh, you know, all other players from across the league coming and uniting and supporting um, Jen against this and. I, that was really, truly a, a really beautiful moment in something that was very, very uh, just flat out terrible. So um, unfortunately, that has to be, you know, in, in the news. And, and I don't think that it should be. I think at the end of the day, it should just be let's focus on their actual job, their professionalism, which is what they do on the pitch and not so much what is happening off the pitch. Because even if you wanted to talk about the off the pitch situation, I think Jen Munoz has a lot more to contribute than what you can quickly snapshot of someone's Instagram. And, you know, if you want to go and dig deep into someone and talk about something else that is off the pitch, then like I mentioned, you know, she's, she's a, she's a great person. She was just talking about establishing a charity of her own and all this stuff. So um, I just think that there's better ways to go about this and, and talk about athletes in the proper manner and in the proper way. So, um, I mean, Angie, you want to weigh in just a little bit on in regards to this? I feel like you knocked it, like all you got, um, knocked it down, but it's just one of those things is like, is there like a true answer for it? Like it's, it's just really disrespect to like how journalists think it's like some like that's completely fine. There's a saying goes like think before you act. And it seemed like this journalist did not really think before they act or the person who approved it. It's like, look at the post you made for just a brief moment and think, do you think that's something you really want to post? Think about the outcome of it, the positive and the negatives, which I'm pretty sure in this case, there's really no positive. They really shouldn't be. It's a whole lot of negatives and realize that I'm not Christian you're going to get because I did see the person who made that post originally, they got a lot of criticism for their like that is not completely okay. Everyone from the Liga MX and the Liga MX um feminine like community, there's even players just like this is unacceptable. Like, how would you make such a post like this? It's like this reminds me of, there's like always videos of just like you know, having like um pins of like Hannah Gutierrez or JD Gutierrez. It's usually like a picture from an Instagram that they want to represent this like like um this amazing player. But like, well, they are amazing, all that about, but it seems like it's like the pin is not really appropriate for like a video like that, or they just like just pinpoint and just see like all the comments they get. And it's just kind of like that's not really something you should really be doing. Another one's um Stephanie Jimenez. 
Himesh. He's the goalkeeper for FC Quiet Seminid. All we ever see is posts just like, who is this? Who is this that um Stephanie Jimenez um checking? There's usually a lot of pictures from her just on from her Instagram or social media, but nothing never nothing about like football or education. It's just like they they're more than just this. That's not an accurate representation of them for what you see on Instagram. So it's just ridiculous to see like how people like this, like, oh, they're only known for this. I'm like, no, they're known way more than just that. Like Jeff Munoz, she's just not known just for some woman that just posts pictures of herself on Instagram. She went, she attended college in the United States. She has an education. She's wanted to do chairs around. She has a lot of ideas for what she wants to do in her own life. Even talking about like in Q is like, she wants to be like something involved in the world of sports that she would, which she would love to. And she's also a soccer player. So it's just one of the things is like, stop labeling this person just known for one thing. It's like, no, go do your research. This is what they're actually known for. They're known for many other things just for just, for that one thing you think that they're all about. It's just really frustrating. It's just like how like women in sports that they just only get that kind of representation. I'm like, that's not dumb though. Stop picking things out from social media. I know that's who they're all about. It's just. No. Yeah, I agree. There's there, you know, that I, I think that like Eugene mentioned it's 2020. There's no reason for us to even be, I mean, no excuse for any of this to be valid any other year prior to 2020 either. So. It's just got to do better, Mexico. Got to do much, much better at the professionalism when it comes to the feminine side of things. But alrighty then, we'll leave that at that. It is an ongoing and probably hours and hours that we can talk about this, but we don't want to drag on in such a negative connotation. Let's move forward. I think the players passed this, so we should be get past this as well. Alrighty, gentlemen. Let's move on into a little bit much lighter and happier note is that America Feminine is going to be playing against Santos Feminine tomorrow, actually, Friday, September 18th. That game is going to be at 3, no, excuse me, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Central and 5 p.m. Eastern. AJ, do we have a viewing network that we people can watch this in the States or are we going to have to go uh, in the deep dark web and try to find the link? Thank goodness it is on through the end. Unlike the last game for Leon, where I have to constantly, as soon as that game started, like I already had had it on my Amazon Fire Stick, and I'm like, okay, it's time for you to start looking on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it is for this Leon Feminine link. And thank the Lord I found one on YouTube. But thankfully, this time it's going to be aired on through the end in the States. So so at the time that the game is going to start, just put through the end on, and you can watch that America Feminine versus Santos Laguna Feminine match. Awesome news. Uh, Eugene, it's sometimes a lot easier to find a Hungarian th- third division match than it is to find a Liga <laughs> Mekis from a new game. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, it's, it's become easier and easier to find these matches uh, over the past uh, couple of seasons, which is great. Um, I'd love to see them all broadcast on television um, in Mexico and the United States. Um, but you know we're we're getting there. We're getting to the point now where Turene is broadcasting a lot of games into the U.S. So a lot of their teams are getting representation, especially America. Um, uh, Chivas, uh, your your best friends are, are have a deal with Telemundo uh, <laughs> Deportes, where they're uh, showing that on their app. Um, you know, so that's cool too. Um, you know, so that. Getting that sort of thing is is certainly help helping uh, raise the profile of of the league both uh, 
here in the U.S. and and, and internationally as well. Um, something that's cool is that Tudayani will be broadcasting this game not only over the air, uh, but also on Facebook. So for you're unable to get to a television, pull out your you like know, I will. device and uh, <laughs> hey, hop on hop on Facebook and and go to I think it's Tudayani USA. Um, mm-hmm. Pull up the mm-hmm. screen. They'll have they'll have it streaming there uh, as well, which is awesome they're going to be doing that i think for 14 different matches throughout the rest of the year so um that is awesome so, yeah i noticed a lot of uh america matches would be on there as well which would that's be- nine yeah. nine matches that's going to be on there it's also just really nice that i saw on facebook Tuggle was like if i don't feel like going on the tv just pull my ipad or my laptop out put on facebook and i could just then tweet on my phone in the meantime as well so it's like this is wonderful for me i can enjoy it all no, it is. It, it's awesome. It's great. Um, you know, because especially since these games are a little bit earlier than what most of us are used to. So some of us, unfortunately, like myself, are at work having to sneak our phone like under our arm for 90 minutes. You know, <laughs> we got to get creative. We do. We, we we end up watching the game. But uh, Stay with us. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I don't get to work tomorrow. They're like, Ivan, you're going to have to give us your phone throughout the whole from uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. But um, yeah, no, it, it it's great to finally have uh you know these games you know broadcasted here in the states and and especially you know over the air in, in regards to Tudan and stuff like that. So, you know, kudos to them. Hopefully, we get more of those matches through, in the upcoming years to come, and hopefully, we can get you know a, a deal where it's just like okay, it's all all these matches are going to be broadcasted now. So, hopefully, they can find a way around it. I know it's uh it's very tricky, and uh, if it was just up to us, we'd give the green light. But obviously, they have a lot more other stuff to think about than just that. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk more about this game: America versus Santos. Eugene, tell me a little bit more about the Santos Feminine side. How are they coming into this game? Um, you know, what what what's their record looking like, and how how do you think they're going to try to you know fare off against uh, America Feminine? Sure. So Santos. Uh... They are doing. I mean, they're they're one of the lowest uh, teams in the league right now. Uh, you know, to be honest, their record is one uh, win, one draw, and three losses. Uh, but they were able to beat Pumas at home, and they were able to get a, a tough draw against. Oh God, I'm blanking on it. Chivas. Chivas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last week, um, in in Guadalajara, um, if you watch the game. The, the goalkeepers on, on both teams were absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, uh, you know, JD, no disrespect to JD, but it likes JD here. But, um, you know, Wendy Toledo from Santos and um, Blanca Felix. Yep, thank you from, from Chivas. Uh, put on a show. And um, yeah, it, it's going to be tough for, for America. Uh, I know, you know, America's offense is among the best in the league, but they're going to come up against a, a defense that, that's pretty it's starting to put themselves together. Uh, and when you have Wendy Toledo in that, and you know, that's, that's just that extra X factor that kind of helps keep, uh, keep things straight and, and, and on the narrow, you know? Well, you know what? I love all, I'm always a fan of a good goalkeeper off. So I'm excited to see how America Familia is going to test, uh, you know, Santos keeper. And of course I want to see uh, if JD can step up to the plate, you know, cause uh, I think, uh, I think she's definitely one of the most talented co- goalkeepers that uh, the Liga Mekis Familia has right now. I think she might be a little bit underrated, um, but I think this year and the next year that's coming up is really crucial for her to kind of step up and kind of, you know, 
raise your hand and say, look, I am, uh, I'm up there for a starting spot in the Mexican national team. And, you know, and to be called named as one of the, or if not the best goalkeeper in the league. So obviously she's still very young, has a lot of room to grow. And I think, uh, you know, the more that she's put to the test, I think the better that she's going to be, uh, the better that she's going to become. So hopefully we get to see a very good uh, Santos on the inside come at us, AJ. And I, I think that might be the case because we've talked about this time and time again. Whatever teams come and play against America, um, they always seem to dial it up a little bit by 10 and always see the best side of, of, of them. So we're probably going to see a much better Santos from the inside than in these prior games. I mean, you saw the perfect example against Chivas. You know, they got a very good draw against them. Um, granted, you know, the other goalkeeper had, had the game that they had, but like, you know, Eugene was mentioning, defense is going to gel a little bit more. You got a goalkeeper in form. And, and you know, I'm pretty sure these ladies are going to be hungry for uh, for this for this matchup and for this upset. So, actually, yeah, no. Because I feel like it's one of those teams where I feel like knowing if the team you're versing is you're going to play against just can know how to score goals. I've seen at this point, it's like the other team's going to be like, I'm not going to try to score goals because if we just try to expose ourselves with the defense as well, that other team is just going to just go right on that counterattack and score as many goals as they want. So I feel like in this case, if you're playing a team like that, go all out defense. If you know you're not confident enough to score goals for the team, it's like play defense. We can wear them out as much as we want to. And then when we finally find that golden opportunity, the team that's oh, that's constantly defending throughout the entire match is just going to break through. And if it can get that one goal in, then that's all that matters to them. Because the last time America do, did play against Atos Femini, this was in um, Hornada 3 in January 20, 2020 in the Clausura. America for me did happen to beat Santos, but it was only 3-2. We had a goal from Alexia Villanueva in the 23rd minute, then the 60th and 63rd minute. We had two goals going from Ronnie Campa. But then within that span, it then started in the 55th minute where Santos Femini's um, Cynthia Pereza scored the first goal. And in the 64th minute, um, Jocelyn um, uh, Hernandez score the goals in the 55th and 64th minutes. It's one of those cases where it's like you can score goals, but then that always going to score right back. So it's just one of those things like we shouldn't really be sleeping on Santos Femini. Even though they're strong this team, it's a thing. It's like it's think of it as like a, like the first game of the season. Act like as if you never played before and see how the game is going to turn out. Wendy Toledo did play in that match and she was performing amazing saves against her. Just actually it could test Dani Espinosa, where we're going to have up from for Mega Femi to see how much can Wendy Toledo handle with every ball coming right at her and just being able to block it. So it's one of those things where it's just like, it's like there's going to be some issues coming against Santos Femini, but it's just Toledo specifically because Dani Espinosa, a really deadly striker, but she does happen to hit the post a lot or she would get her shot on tar, but it feels like she could be aiming the ball elsewhere, but it seems to go like the wreck of the goalie. So with Wade it's one of those things like you need to have some kind of trick up your sleeve to try to trick her and to make you think you're going to put the ball where you she wants you to put it, but then you just put it in another direction. So it's just one of those things. It's like coming to this game, Santos Femi, it's going to be one of those teams where it's like, I feel they're going to play defensive on us. So we're going to have to be really careful, especially with Wayne Toledo, because she might be the difference into this team and possibly getting, who knows, maybe another draw, just like what she did against GOS Feminine, blocking every single shot and just keeping her team into the game. No, I I, I think you're right. Uh, Eugene, is it fair to say? I, I'm expecting a Santos Feminine to come in, play a very compact game, very defensive. Um, very well organized and very structured as, as most and, and try to wear out America as long as they can. Do you think that's a fair assessment or do you think the game plan is going to be different? 
No, I think I think you're spot on with that. I think Santos knows that they're not going to win a shootout with America. You know, they're they're not going to win a five four game or anything like that, anything crazy like that. You know, so they're going to play compact. They're going to play uh, defensive. They're going to look to keep players behind the ball. Um, and I think they're also going to uh, try and get their uh, get their goals from set pieces. Um, Cynthia Peraza, uh, like you mentioned, she scored in the last game, and that's that's how she, I mean that's how she does. If you give her an opportunity between 20, 25 yards uh, out from, from goal, um, she's deadly. Uh, that's how she was able to beat Pumas. Uh, that's how she got her goal against America last time. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to try and uh, angle for some some set pieces down in that 20 to 25-yard range and uh, let her uh, stand over the ball and, and try and try and hit one in. Um, but, yeah, I think overall it's going to be very defensive. I think they're going to keep players back. I think they're going to try and limit the spaces that that the, the, the America forward has. And I think, you know, I hate to say it, but not having Jen Munoz is going to be good because Jen is one of those two-way players that drops back at the right times but also pushes forward. So they're not really going to have to account for that kind of uh, motion from, from a six, right? So um, I think that's going to help Santos out even a little bit more. Um, is that going to make the difference? It's you know, hard to say, but um, that's certainly just another thing uh, kind of going in, in their favor. This is an in- interesting, very, very interesting. And I'll say this much, AJ. It looks like America Family is going to have to start and try to get this game going from the get-go. I, I don't think you have to give Santos any chance at all to settle into this game whatsoever. I think from the start, you have to take this game and really rush towards that goal. And, uh, you know, if you can nick yourself an early goal, I think that changes the game completely on its head. And I think it forces Santos to maybe be a little bit more daring, a little bit more adventurous and try to push up lines, which I think obviously is going to help America Feminine and, and, and could definitely really open the floodgates for this game to be, a you know, I'm not going to say a 6-1 victory for them, but it gives them the opportunity to, you know, get more goals in and hopefully, you know, have a well-rounded game in regards to that aspect. But if you let this team settle in, if you let this team kind of close the gaps, get a read of you, and I think that's when you're looking at this America Family side, chucking the balls in, you know, going through the, it kind of getting a little bit desperate and just going long ball, long ball after long ball. I mean, wouldn't you be surprised if Jocelyn somehow ends up being a striker for the remaining last 15 minutes of the match, you know? And I, I, that's one thing you do not want because now you're subjecting yourself to the counterattack. And we've known and we've seen that sometimes this defense sometimes is a bit fragile. There's moments in times where they're not clicking, that there's a moment that is just put off. So it does worry me that if America Family doesn't get themselves an early goal, that this could be a match that is really, really going to be one to see who can drag it out the longest. So hopefully, um, I, I mean, I don't know, AJ, give me your predicted lineup. Do you think we're going with the 4-4-2? We're going with the 4-3-3? What do you think works best in a situation like this? And what player do you think is crucial for in order to break the Santos uh, defense? Okay, so I did predict the correct lineup, but I did not co- predict the correct formation. So I think... You know what? I'm gonna stop with four four two guy. Just think where you are. It's just gonna be like I'm not listening to you. Yeah, I'll put the players that you might are uh, you gonna definitely want, but I'm not putting them in the in that formation. No way, Jose. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going four three three. So we have JD Gutierrez as our goalie, as usual. Left back, Jimena Rios, our two center backs, Justin Orejes, Celine Valera, right back Monica Rodriguez. In the midfield, 
We're going to have Veronica Perez on the left, Cassandra Cuevas on the right. Right behind Daniela Espinosa is going to be Martin Campa. And then up front on the left wing side, you're going to have Montserrat Hernandez. On the right wing, you're going to have Janae Gonzalez. And then up front, you're going to have Daniela Espinosa. And I think the player that's going to really need to shine in this one, it's going to be Daniela Espinosa. She's already had five goals this coming into this um, temporada so far. So it's crucial for her to continuously keep scoring those goals and to just try to pressure that goalkeeper from trying to just try to just tire them out, make save after save. Yeah, you're blocking all the shot, but how it's like a game for Daniela to see how much can she break the, the opposition down, their goalkeeper. How much can they make them try to make a save before they just completely just tire themselves out? And then Daniela, and Daniela you know, finds the golden opportunity for her to just score a goal. So I think with her, it's going to be very crucial for her in this game to rack up those goals against um, Santos Cerny. But that is if a goal is going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing. And I, I will get to what you're just saying, but I just want to address this comment by Jose Sepulveda saying, why does Jenny barely play? By Jenny, I would assume he's talking about Jen Munoz. And uh, like you, we just mentioned, Jose, if you just joining us right now, uh, Jen Munoz, of course, uh, has come back, tested positive, asymptomatic for coronavirus. Um, her uh, isolation period is coming up to an end. So, you know, she's going to be out potentially for the next, what, two, three games, I would say, for America. And we'll see, you know, if she's up to rhythm and if she's able to, you know, start eventually down the line. So, you know, we wish for a speedy recovery in regards to that aspect, because like Eugene mentioned, Jen is definitely going to be a crucial piece that America is not going to have for such a game like this. AJ, you mentioned that uh, Dani definitely needs to get her, her shooting boots on this game and hopefully bag a couple of goals. Obviously, she's definitely looking that for just one goal. All one goal will do for her in order to break that uh, record and put herself down in the history book at his America Family all-time goal scorer, um, which I think would be iconic and, and very historic in that aspect. But, uh, you know, as the captain of this team, I think she bears a lot of responsibility in not just, you know, leading by example on the pitch, but I think sometimes in games like this, where, you know, the opposition is going to close themselves down, I think a lot of the responsibility weighs on you as the captain, as the position that you're playing, that you kind of have to carry the team on your shoulders from, from time to time and maybe try to, you know, I'm not going to say win this yourself, but really come up with something brilliant in order to kind of break open that defense. And if she has an opportunity or two, she has to bury them because I think the more, the and we saw it perfectly against Leon, the more chances that she had and the more chances that she missed, the less confident she looked she looked like scoring in the in the following opportunity that she got. So early goal from her would be absolutely crucial, detrimental. I think she is carrying a little bit of uh, a chip on her shoulder, knowing that she has this all time record to break. Um, so you know, hopefully that one goal just completely gives her that sigh of relief, and she can go on and carry on doing what she's doing. Um, I think another player that you mentioned that will potentially start is uh, you know, Campa. I, I think. Her role in this America side has been uh, very interesting. We've we've expected her to be kind of this other, you know, forward and striker with Dani. Yet we haven't really seen that she's been more in the midfield side of things. But I have seen her be kind of very productive in that sense. You know, she's gotten herself a couple goals. She's putting herself in very good positioning. I mean, I think she could be key to this game as well. I think this is what what goes through her feet is, is going to be important. And hopefully that uh, that she's able to help Dani in that aspect of breaking this defense down, finding a couple key passes. And, you know, hey, why not take a long range shot? You never know. 
time to time, those end up going in the back of the net as well. So should be an interesting one. Eugene, out of the Santos Family players, besides the goalkeeper, because you guys keep mentioning her, and I'm a little bit more worried than I should be. Um, who else do you, does America need to look out for in, in regards to this Santos Family side? That maybe not a lot of eyes will be on her, but she will definitely have the capability of changing this game for Santos. Um, so I think Cynthia Peraza is, is definitely the one you got to watch out for. Um, she's the captain, uh, midfielder. Um, like I said earlier, she's, uh, you know, fantastic on, on set pieces, just, you know, an assassin 20 yards out. Um, but, you know, she also kind of uh, provides a little bit of, of defensive grit, um, you know, can, can drop back a little deeper um when when needed and rush up uh in, in plays to kind of help out um as, as well you know for 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 odd odd, uh, odd number rushes and all that kind of thing um i would watch out for her and um paleta gomez as well um she's a she's a striker uh she's kind of been given a second chance i think uh, last season she kind of got relegated to the bench a little bit, uh, but was given a new uh, lease with uh, Martin Perez coming in uh, to manage the club, and has uh, has performed fairly well, um, you know, so far this season. Obviously, you know, Santos as a whole has improvements uh, to to make, but I think uh, the the two of those um, are are very good players, and you know, given the right opportunity, uh, can re- can really shine and help them out. Well then. AJ looks like we have, uh, you know, certain players to keep an eye on for tomorrow. There's one player I also have in particular. Maybe she starts Alexia Villanueva because America Family did loan her out and she did score this crazy goal, which I think it was against um, Monterrey. I think it was in the first game of the season. I just know that she scored a goal or I think it could be against um, Tigres probably. Either or, like, she did score this crazy goal where she just picked the ball from the fair just go for a shot and it just went right out of the hands of the goalkeeper and go right in and i've seen alexia being when she has played in america she is young but when she when she when you're giving her the opportunity to pass she will go and attack in that box and just try to get herself a goal and i feel like she does have the physicality because there are times where she does get a bit rough on the defense where she's gonna maybe throw like a shove or two in and just use her pace to just get a shot on goal i've seen her and i'm just really wondering like how she might fit into the santos um feminine size because i feel like she maybe could surprise against america feminine considering like i mentioned before i mean when they played against um, Leon Femini, Lucero Quest might know a thing or two of how the America Femini defense worked. Yeah, we had an addition in Justin Orahel, but she also played alongside with her at Charlotte Femini. So I think in this case, it could probably be in the same thing. If Alexia Villanueva does happen to start or sub in, she has an idea or two to how this America defense works. She can maybe use that to her advantage to maybe, you know, out, out muscle them and just maybe give them a light shove and just to try to do something into that box, whether it be a pass or a shot in the box. I feel like that can also be another player that, you know, I would like to keep an eye out for um, Santos Feminine. Well, all right then. A lot of interesting names being brought to the table. Let's see if America Feminine is up to the test in regards to that aspect. All right, gentlemen. Time to talk predictions in regards to what tomorrow's game is going to be looking like. Eugene, you're our guest, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Your prediction for tomorrow's matchup, America versus Santos. Oh, I hate these things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, no, we all hate them, but at the same time, we love them. I'm just terrible at them. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think that just 
the, the way that these two teams are coming in um, really lends itself for a good game. I think America is going to be maybe a half step slow for play, having to play a midweek game, which is going to help Santos um, be able to keep pace with them. Um, Santos has never beaten America. They've lost both games that they've played. Um, I, I think we're, we're in for a 1-1, uh, 1-1 game. I think it's going to be a draw. I think Santos is going to get a point. Um, I, I think neither team is going to walk away happy, but that's, that's my story. and I'm sticking to it. All right. 1-1. Well, that'd be quite the story to tell next week's episode if America Family does get that result. But we'll have to wait and see. AJ, your prediction. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna keep going with this until it will happen. I'm going with that three zero win. I feel like we're we. I'm gonna feel confident that we can defeat the Santos on Laguna Feminine side. But if we do happen to get a draw, I'll be so upset. But at the same time, I'm confident in this team. But just you never know. Like sometimes against like sides that really haven't been like getting anything really going to see just somehow always to irritate America in some way, shape, or form where it's like. We can't get a shot going or our forwards does some, but just the ball goes like way off target. So I feel like in this case, I'm, I feel like I'm feeling pretty confident. I'd say, you know, a 3-0 victory for America Feminine. Keep the undefeated streak going. If we do draw, hey, we're still undefeated. So I can be upset about that. But then it's just a point as well against Santos Feminine. But see what happens. I'll go with 3-0. 3-0 as always, AJ being very adventurous with his prediction. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm with you, Eugene. I think this is going to be a very good game, very interesting one. I think it's going to be, um, I'm not going to say a lot of back and forth, but I do think we're going to see a lot of America on the ball. But are they going to get frustrated? Are they going to get themselves in situations where they don't know how to break down these defenses? And I think this is a game that really tests whether you're whether you're really going to be capable of pushing for that title because, you know, championship sides know how to break defenses down and if america is able to do that against santos then well hey they can definitely chuck their name up there in regards to that title run so i mean we'll see what happens tomorrow on friday and as far as predictions go i'm gonna be a little bit adventurous and i'm gonna say 2-0 america feminine look all i ask for is a victory and a clean sheet and uh, for some reason i've been able to get that for a long time so please so just give me just give me the clean sheet um and the victory, please. I don't want to walk out with a 0-0 either. Um, but we'll see. Hey, like Eugene said, we never know. You know, we're, we could be spot on or we could be terribly, terribly far far away in regards to these predictions. But, uh, yeah, you guys can catch that game again tomorrow. It's on Friday. Do the NF for people here in the States and for Mexico as well. Do the N is going to be the channel that you can catch that. 2 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 4 p.m. Central and 5 p.m. Eastern and also ladies if you're watching this if you're hearing this by any chance necessary look tomorrow is my birthday and I would really really appreciate it if we walked away with three points and a clean sheet that would actually be <laughs> the perfect birthday gift okay so I'm just putting out there no extra pressure nothing whatever but hey you know help, help your friend out and and do me a solid for my birthday all right so uh gentlemen anything else to say in regards to this game before we wrap it all up Catch the game on Facebook too. I forgot I mentioned that. So just in case you don't, you're not unable to, you know, just turn your TV off, TV on a bit too lazy, or you don't have a TV by any chance, get your phone out, laptop, iPad, and go catch the game on Facebook too. Yep, exactly. Like AJ said, if you're going to be just like me, you got to be at work. And for some chance you have to take a two hour, 15 minute break, then hey, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
I mean, that that pretty much wraps it up, gentlemen. I think we've talked it all. Um, obviously, America Family has a game much right after uh, on Monday against Atlas. Um, you know, we'll try to get some uh, some form of coverage for that in regards to that game. So we'll be talking more Lady uh, Lady Aguila stuff here on the podcast. Uh, Eugene, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. As always, my friend, it's always great to see you. Hope that you're doing well. Hope the family is great. And uh, keep putting up the work that you're doing. We're loving everything you're doing for both Liga Mekis and Liga Mekis Family. Thank you. Thank you. And hey, happy early birthday. Um, thank you. I, I think tomorrow uh, we may have different feelings about the outcome of the game. <laughs> hey, I, I, love you. I love you the same and I love the work you're doing, man. Um, you guys keep it up. And thanks again for having me on. I'm honored to be here. No, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. All righty, then. Thank you so much to everyone that came out today, to Jose Sepulveda, to La Monumental in New York, uh, to Louis, to every single one of you guys, David, Ryan, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, for everyone listening on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to this. Thank you so much for your support. And as to our sponsors as well, Foot Call, thank you so much for uh, for putting your trust in us. And as always, this episode is brought to you guys by Foot Call. Make sure you guys go use the code, discount code EEP at checkout for any of the Foot Call gear that you may like on there. Alrighty, gentlemen, thank you so much. Have yourselves a wonderful night. We'll be in contact. We'll talk more Lady Aguilas in the future. And uh, yeah, ladies, keeping my fingers crossed for that clean sheet tomorrow. Alrighty then, everyone, have a good night. Be safe, wear your masks, and as always, Arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 